Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't delete it. Don't delete it. That's going to be part of it. We got. Okay. It's got to be our, our, our genuine selves. Okay. All right. Welcome. So, welcome to the Mixed, Mixed emotions, emotions and Martial Arts Podcast, Episode 1. This is our pilot here. We got Bailey. Introduce yourself, Bailey. My name is Bailey, and this is Luke. Introduce yourself, Luke. I'm Luke, and we are both big UFC fans, and we have an uncanny amount of similarities with each other. We do, because we're both awesome. Facts. Yeah. Super awesome. So, should we get started with our questions? Yeah, sure. We're going to be asking each other questions today. Alrighty. So, um, Luke, would you like to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Alrighty. Alright, so, favorite memory with favorite the memory. great Biggie Braun? Biggie Braun, my father, yes. So, I think one of my favorite memories with my father is, uh, I think I was about five and I was in preschool, and he had to get up for work super early. Because hard worker, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, we, he woke me up really early because he had to drop me off at preschool at like 5.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So, I got up really early, but extra early this morning. And he had cinnamon rolls ready. And we watched one of my favorite movies at the time, which was Ponyo. Which is... Never really, seen it. I know. It's okay. a Japanese movie. Oh, okay. I liked it when I was five, which is cool. We should watch it? We should watch it, yeah. All right. It. All right, bet. So, and then... Uh, so we watched the movie mm-hmm. at like four in the morning. And afterwards, he took me to preschool. And then I was like, no, I don't want to go to preschool. It's like really fun right now. I don't, they're boring. And I'm too cool for them. He's like, yeah, I know, but I have to go to work. It's like, all right, fine, cool. Go do your thing. He's like, all right, I'll see you later. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> so, so that's the favorite memory? No, I'm not done. Oh, you're not done with it. <laughs> and so then um, I was there for like five minutes and I was like really depressed because it was already a really good morning. My dad had to go to work. And then five minutes after I was there, my dad picked me up. We played hooky the whole day. Just did whatever. It was a great day. Why did he not go to work? Because he wants to spend time with his amazing daughter, obviously. No, that's rad. It is. I feel like my family would never be like, oh, dude, let's hang out. Actually, one time, my dad, um, we went to go to a dentist appointment in, like, middle of the school day. Mm. And we got there, and he was like, you don't have a dentist appointment today. And we were like, oh, okay. And then I convinced my dad to not take me back to school. Even though he wanted to take me back, I was like, well, what if we just, like, hang out? Like, I'm not going to miss anything. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, okay, sure. So then we went to Culver's, Mm -hmm. and I got, I think, a Swiss mushroom burger. Super good. Very good. And then I got the, uh, uh, their concrete mixture with some Oreos in there. That was good. And then we went to the Rifle Bowling Alley. And, uh, we played some, uh, pool. And it's the first time in history... In history. I beat my dad at pool. Wow. And then we made a deal that if I pay for pool and I beat him, then he'll play bowling with me because he didn't really want to bowl. But I was like, man, if I beat you because I never do, then we play bowling. And then I beat him. It was two to three. And it was one. The first game was really close. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he just choked on the eight ball. And then I was able to make it. Good, good. And then the second game, he beat me by, like, a landslide. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like he let me beat him, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? And then the second game, um, I played really well. It was close again. And then um, I won. And then he made me 
pay for bowling. Or no, he paid for bowling. And then he smoked me in bowling. Mm-hmm. And then it was just us there. And then we talked to this dude who, like, runs the bowling alley. It was super rad. That's pretty cool. And so that was probably one of my cool memories my dad. Yeah, that's a good memory. That or when I got detained on the Golden State Bridge and he had to pick me up. That sounds like a whole other good story. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to ask about it just yet. <laughs> it has to be something to look forward to. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, it's really not that great of a story, oh. but it's just funny that the cops decided that was like you know what you're gonna come with us Mm -hmm. because you look sus and i was like okay i'm like 12 but sure um you know so yeah yeah. um all right what's your first question all right so uh what is your favorite road trip story road trip story yeah like could be a place could be just that whole vacation that i went on Mm -hmm. okay so, oh, this is a hard one because, like, I've gone on a decent amount of road trips. Right, yeah. Um, let me think. Why don't I just tell you all about all the road trips and I'll decide as I'm telling you about them. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> the first road trip that like, I ever really remember is we went to Arizona mm-hmm. uh, to visit my grandpa. And he lives down, like, kind of near the border-ish. Um, and, um... Literally within, like, maybe two hours of leaving, I threw up all over the car. <laughs> all over it. I was, like, maybe, maybe like, five or six. Mm-hmm. I threw up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the only part I remember mm-hmm. of the whole road trip. It's just me throwing up and, like, us stopping at a gas station. And because um, I threw up all over, like, this tray oh. that we had. And yeah. so, like, we took it into the bathroom. We washed it off. And my dad joked about it. With some random dude in the bathroom was just like, yeah, he throws up sometimes. And it made me laugh. My favorite thing about little kids is that they just spontaneously throw up. They're like, dude, what if I just uh, throw up right now? Right. And then they do. They do. They yeah. just don't care. They're like, <laughs> I, they're like, I can hold it in for maybe five minutes to make it to the bathroom or tell someone. Yeah. But I was just like, watch this. <laughs> I remember in fourth grade, we were all sitting in the corner of the room because our teacher was reading to us. Mm-hmm. And this kid named Michael, he moved probably because he got bullied for throwing up. But he was like sitting in the back. I remember because I looked at him just randomly, mm-hmm. and I turned back around and was looking at the teacher, and then all of a sudden he just like threw up, and I looked back at him. He's thrown up, like a minute ago. He was fine, <laughs> and then he just threw up. Oh, that's great. It is great. So that was like my first ever memory mm-hmm. of a road trip, and then let's see, we did another. We did two more to California, mm-hmm. um, and those were like okay. I kind of remember them, but they my favorite part was one time we went to L.A. and and we went to Disneyland. I don't really remember that one. Um, and then the one I really remember is when we went to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and that one was really rad. And I really loved Chinatown. Chinatown was so cool. That is so cool. Um, and we ordered these dumplings, and those were super rad. And then we did one more road trip. Or no, that was actually no. That was the same road trip, and then we went to Yosemite, and we oh, met nice. these um, Chinese people. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly where they were from, but they made us these bomb dumplings in Yosemite, and they were like so good. And then they gave us this Calvin Klein like comforter blanket thing, mm-hmm. and um, I I like used it forever. And then my dog ripped it up one day, and I was really sad. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, we had to throw it away, but oh well. Oh. And then my big road trip that I did, or there was one more mini road trip, 
Um, <laughs> wait, which one? Okay, there's two more. Three more. <laughs> okay, this is, okay. we went to one in to Texas, to Port Aransas, Texas. Okay. And that was really fun. And I remember we went to San Antonio. And I hate San Antonio, Texas. Because everybody I met there was a jerk. Mm-hmm. And also their Denny service sucked. Um, yeah. And Denny's isn't supposed to suck. Denny's like, is supposed to be good. Like, yeah. when you become happy. Yeah. And, like, you know. But it was so bad. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, 35 minutes to get any orders done. And I was like, dude, this is not okay. It's um, not acceptable. Just not okay. And so then I just just hate San Antonio, Texas. <laughs> um, but then we went to Port Aransas, Texas, and I went deep sea fishing. That was fun. Never did didn't catch anything really. I like because I didn't know there was anything on my line. But there was a dude who was like, "Dude, there's like eight fish on your line," and I was like, "There is." And I reeled in, and there was like eight fish. I was like, "How can you tell?" It's like, "Bro, look at the look at the line." And I'm like, "I am." It doesn't look like it's doing anything. And then yeah, then I learned how to fish deep sea. But my friend uh, Colby, he uh, he caught a shark. Oh, what kind? I don't know. I think it was just like just a shark. Just a shark. But he caught a shark, right, right. which is impressive in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they went. What do you mean they went? I don't know. What I'm talking about. <laughs> that. Um, then we went to go, like, process the fish, and then we never even ate the fish because I don't know why we were just like, man, yeah, we just let it sit there. Thinking. Yeah, and then let's see. Then I played basketball with Colby all night. Um, and that was cool. That sounds pretty cool. So, let's see. That was that road trip. And then one more Arizona road trip. Um, uh, it was way better, way, way better than the first Arizona road trip that I remember. Um, because I didn't throw it this time. And we went to Grand Canyon. And the Grand Canyon was pretty rad. There was, uh, a giant canyon. And, uh... I hear that's what happens in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, there's a giant canyon. And, um... We hiked, like, midway down, but then my mom, I think, I don't know if my mom got tired. Someone on her family got tired and was like, well, we'll do some more. So then we went back up. And then we drove to my grandpa's house. And I learned, I drove my first automobile when I was, like, maybe 13. It was a golf cart. My dad, my grandpa is obsessed with golf. And that's all he does. And so I learned how to use a turn signal. And... Drive a golf cart at about it's, it's ten miles an hour. Turn signal, because he drives it. I think to the golf course sometimes. No. Or he did. I don't know about anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to this nuclear bomb, um, museum, and I'm very fascinated by nuclear war. Nuclear and, war is very interesting. And I'm just like, is. I'm like, dude, we could all die if someone yeah, wanted. Honestly. But we're all just like, well. Maybe it's not good if we all die. But at the same time, like, if we all died from a nuke, you know, like, it's over instantly. It's fine. I don't I think it'd be really Unless scary. Unless you're, like, on the edge of the the radiation blast. Then you, like, and have mutations and whatnot. Like in Chernobyl, how there's weird things there. Well. I want to go to Chernobyl. It's because just, like, the fish is, like, I think it's mostly the fish. It's that, water life, I think. Yeah, it's mostly water life because no other... All the other animals was like, oh, okay, like, I'm dying. Isn't, like... And the fish are like, I have no place to go, so I guess I'm just going to be mutated. Well, and doesn't the water, like, attract the radiation more than the air does? Yeah, I think so. 
cool. But I remember on River Monsters. Oh, yeah. Um, who's the guy that does it? I don't know. I don't watch River Monsters. Okay, well, the fisherman dude on River Monsters, he went to Chernobyl and caught fish. And he was like, dude, this catfish look weird. I can't remember what it looked like. Here, hold on. Let's pull it up. Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> Get copyrighted for that. Let the podcast okay. know that we are having our techie uh, look up a picture of the nu- nuclear uh, weird fish from Chernobyl. River Monsters, Chernobyl. You got it, Jamie? Yep. Oh, man. See, look at them teeth. It's a pretty good-looking fish. It's got a big mouth. Big yeah. everything, actually. Some big old catfish in there. It's big catfish. But, yeah, I remember they were like, man, it's like mutated and stuff. And it was like just kind of bigger and weirder. Yeah. I feel like that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't quote us on that. Don't quote us. Because we're not sure. Yeah, we're not 100% sure. Okay. Let's see. Um, Your question, though. Well, I wasn't done with my stories. Yeah, I'm kind of just about a tangent about being clear about. Um, but I really like the museum, and we went down to this, like, little place where, like, there's an actual nuclear warhead, but it's, like, like deactivated. deactivated. So I actually got to say a nuke, I think. Maybe it was a fake nuke, but it was what they look like. It was a nuke. Um, yeah, who else gets to see a nuke? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But then the really big road trip. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Got lost right from that one. Um, maybe I won't tell all of them right now, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I feel like my favorite memory is probably from that one. Um, surfing was super fun. I actually, like, really enjoyed it, even though I wasn't good at it. Mm-hmm. It was actually really fun. Um, that, or, um, probably we drove around Seattle, like, there's these little rentable bikes, Yeah. and we just, like, drove around, or, like, rode around, ridden, you you ridden? I ridden around Seattle, um, at night, and then we, like, jumped the little bikes off these, like, little curbs, and it was really fun. Yeah, pop some wheelies. Yeah. Rent a bike. Yep. And, uh. That was probably my favorite memory from the road trip, Loki. That sounds fun. Yeah. So, nice. I felt like I was in a movie. Yeah. I have a video of it, but I'll show you later. Okay. Off the record. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, all right. All right. Second that's question fresh. here. Wow, that took wow. a long time. Second question. Second question. For like 15 minutes. Oh, man. It's going to be so long. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into UFC or anything like nope. that. Nope. Okay. Biggest pet peeve? Oh my gosh. I have a few. So, it really... I actually need to think about this for a second. It annoys me when people are like, oh my gosh, I, I hate that person. Like, I can't stand them. And you're like, yeah, I know, me too. And then they hang out with that person. And then it's like, okay, so... If they're talking bad about this person, then hangs out with them. They're probably doing that to everybody else, too. You know, like, yeah. like no trust. I just had a really random thought that I think we need to get a foot massager in here. I agree. Like, if we got two of them. I hear, like, vibrations in the back of the podcast. True. We got a silent one. Oh, we could put it under, like, a blanket. It, like, dampens it. Yeah. And then if we just got to sit here and get our feet massaged. That would be nice. Yeah. 
That'd be cool. But I agree. I do not like when people talk crap and then be like, oh, I'm going to hang out with them. Right? Like, like if you're also going to talk crap, you need to be, like, direct with them, too. Like, call them out for what they're doing. Yeah, like, sometimes I'll talk crap about people, you know? Mm -hmm. But then, like, I don't know, say it to their face, too. I'll be like, yeah, I kind of think you suck. And then it really hurts their feelings, and I'm like, it's just, it's just like, it's just my opinion that I don't... uh, It's a fact. It just means it's my fact. Yeah, it's my fact. It doesn't mean everybody hates you. It just means I don't like you. Um, exactly. Even to like my closest friends, sometimes I'll just be like, "Shut up." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like my my the my friend I went on the road trip with. Mm-hmm. Um. At the very end, we hated each other. Like literally wanted to kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I don't know if I ever texted you about it, but mm-hmm. when I was on it, but like the last four days. Of the road trip, like we were supposed to have another three days on top of that, but we cut it short because wow. we could not be together any longer. Mm-hmm. Like I literally just wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah. Like that UFC fight, I was trying to pirate right mm-hmm. and keep you updated on it. Yeah. Is when I was in LA. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Get off your phone, dude!" Oh and I'm like, "Dude, I have things he to do." Understand he does understand it's UFC. A it literally. It's a bare it's necessity. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I was very upset about that. That day was like when we blew up at each other. Dang. Like I actually almost punched him in the face, but I was like, man, probably not. Probably not, especially when he's driving. So, just punch him when he's like getting gas or something. Yeah. Well, and another thing that made me really mad is I was trying to fill up gas one time, <laughs> and the thing wouldn't let me. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to the station, and I only had like. Uh, I didn't know how much we needed, right? So I was like, I'll just put like 30 in. And then it didn't really feel anything. But I was like, whatever, I just want to leave, you know? Yeah. And so I didn't say anything. And then he's like, he like yelled at me when I got back in the car. He's like, you don't off work, Jack. You freaking asshole. And I was just like, all right, you feel it up then. And then I just said, I didn't care. And then I just sat in the back texting you and uh, watching UFC. Yeah. Well... I like that you didn't tell me that all that was going on while talking to me about UFC. Yep. You should have told me. I would have been like, beat him. It was the Gone versus Derek Lewis fight. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. All right. What's your second question? All right. I'm just going to like try to come up with them as I go because these are a lot more personal than I expected them to be because most of mine are like, general questions and then it goes into ufc knowledge you know? no okay no i want to hear your questions my general questions yeah if you i mean yeah okay. mine are kind of so like, uh personal-ish maybe i'll skip one or two questions are fine well there's ask one it. that i'm like hmm. you should ask it okay okay but not yet because my yeah question. you're okay okay so um what is your biggest regret it's a very generic question, but it's okay. It can go deep, though. I actually yeah. don't have any regrets. That's good. Actually, my one regret, but, like, I also can't keep myself to, like, do it more, mm-hmm. is uh, spending more time with my family. Mm-hmm. I really wish I did. Yeah. And they might hear this, and they might be like, oh, okay. Sappy. Like, they might understand. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Right. But I really want to spend more time with them. Right. But, like, I just don't know any ways, too, that are fun, fun for both of us. That's how it is with me and my mom, too. Because mm-hmm. yep. I'm, like, 
like they want to go for a hike, you know, but I'm just like, well, I don't, do I don't really want to do that. Or like, I don't know. Sometimes we just miss time things and it's just weird. Yeah. I do want to hang out with you guys, but like I have a lot of plans that I want to do. And I mean, yeah, yeah. but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try. Yeah. I've been trying. It's kind of hard to. That's good. Effort. Effort's good though. Yeah. Like if you don't have any effort, then it's like, you're a terrible person. I'm just kind of bad at being, like, sentimental to people, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah, that's my biggest regret, I guess. But there's no... Oh, I ain't crashing my car. Crashing your mom, Dan. Something. Yeah, that is kind of... But it's not like you did it on purpose, so it's not really a regret. Yeah, it's not, but I still regret it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Third question. Ready for this one? This one's big. Scared. Sure. What is your biggest struggle throughout high school? My biggest struggle? Academically or, like, on a personal level? Like, like whatever. Like, what okay. was, like, oh, I just don't want to do this. Academically, Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's, Spanish, huh? I know, but it's, like, so whenever I was younger, my mom had a fiancé who, they both spoke Spanish. And so she, he had two sons. One was like a year older and the other was like three years older than me. And so the one who was a year older than me, we were really tight. And so whenever my mom and that other dude were like talking to each other in Spanish, that the, the kid who was a year older than me, his name's Orlando, he'd be like, oh, they're talking about this and that. And he would just tell me what they're talking about. And a lot of times he'd be saying like it was about me. And I was automatically like, they're probably not talking good things because mm-hmm. I like wasn't close with my mom, but I was like eight. So it's like, what could I have done? <laughs> you know, but it's like my mind just automatically blocks out Spanish for that reason. And also because um, I'm, I hear it all the time. So my brain just automatically tunes it out. Like it's a mental thing. I can't get over it. So I don't learn Spanish. So now I am only an English speaker. I will never be bilingual in the aspect of Spanish being my second language. Learn Russian. No, I want to learn, like... Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah, if you learn Portuguese, then you go down there and train jiu-jitsu and yeah. come all crazy. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yuri, um... What's his name? Yuri... The new fighter that's had, like, two fights, and now he's on to a title fight. Yuri... Something. He's got, like, a man bun. You don't know who I'm talking about? Well, wait, hold on, what weight class? Hold on, no, I want to see what weight class. Um, is he in the UFC? Yeah, he's in UFC. He's had, like, two fights. Yuri Prochadska. You know who that is? Apparently not. All right, hold on. that's him. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, him. Yeah, okay, yeah, the light heavyweight dude. I want to learn his language. I don't know. Polish. He speaks Polish. Oh, no, he's Czech, I think. Czechoslovakia. I think, hold on, before I offend people. Because all the people... We're not sure what language he speaks. Czech, yep. He speaks Czech. Look how smart I am. I can tell that based on his flag. Also, only because Adam Andre, the best climber in the world, in my opinion, is from there. And I'm really into climbing as well. Okay. Well, so, academically Spanish. Mm -hmm. And then, like, on a personal note, my biggest struggle through high school is, like, balancing my relationships with my parents. Mm -hmm. Because... 
like because they each have their own little amounts of time for custody mm-hmm. but it's like it's really annoying and i'm sure that any listeners out there <laughs> anybody like with divorced parents knows that like whenever it comes down to custody both parents think that you pick the other parent mm-hmm. over the other and like you're choosing between them because like i live with my dad the majority of the time and then my dad like if i spend time with my mom he's like oh you're spending more time with your mom like at my time but then if i'm with my mom and hang out with my dad it's like oh you're spending more time with your dad on my time so it's like I can't please anybody here. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know. It's just tough because I'm also like an only child with like no step-siblings or anything. And my mom just got remarried like last year. So it's like, they don't, they don't get it. But it's okay. Interesting. I'm happy. And that's one thing though. Is yeah. that I've managed to stay pretty happy through high school. Yeah. It's funny you find happiness in what you're doing. That's like the important thing. I really think that's like, I think that's the purpose of, humans is just to make each other happy yeah honestly like give each other meaning because everyone's like what's the meaning of life i think it's what you make it to be you know yeah and recently i've been going through like this like hole of mm-hmm. just like dude we gotta save the planet bro like we're killing this thing right, yeah yeah we're killing everything yeah because like i hit a raccoon the other day did you cry i almost did and i was just like dude i just killed an animal like that dude was innocent. You're on the list. I was like, You're on God's list. <laughs> I was like, dude, that thing was innocent. It didn't deserve to die. Yeah. Especially that way, and I'm not going to use it. You know, mm-hmm. like, hunting is different. Yeah. Like hunting, you're going to go hunting and kill an animal. You're going to use it, and hopefully, you use it for every you're part. You utilize it. But just killing an animal on the road, or I'm just like, even if it's an accident, like an accident. It's like, man, that thing had a life, and I just yeah. took it away. And even though it's life might just be thinking, oh, where's food, where's food, where's food? And like, that was its meaning. That was its meaning. And, you know, I took that away from its meaning of where can I find food in this track and, you know? Yeah. All right. So. Question to you. Mm hmm. Okay. What is like the biggest life lesson you've learned one way or another? Um, appreciate what you have before it's gone. Um, that is my biggest life lesson. And I've learned that through, uh, um, friendship and losing friends, um, and just being like, man, I really liked what I had there Mm -hmm. and, uh, messed it all up. And especially with like old past relationships, Mm -hmm. like where I was like super happy and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then just me messing it up. And I know I messed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I really uh, regret those decisions. Actually, yeah, those are, I guess, kind of regrets, but not really regrets because, yeah. like, I regret it, but, like, I'm also glad that's that it happened lesson. because it helped me, like, learn to be appreciative of things. Right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so kind of being pushed out of friend groups and mm-hmm. stuff like that and yeah. it being my own fault is, like, man, I need to just chillax and let things roll, you know? Yeah. And just be appreciative of what you have before it's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then you're like, damn, I regret that. If you don't, I appreciate it. And I don't like living with a So, yeah, there's my answer. And I've always actually had that conversation with Mr. South yesterday. So that's how I was, like, immediate, like, with that. I was like, yeah. Very cool. Um, So, yeah, that's... uh, that's a good answer. Biggest life lesson right yeah, there. I'd be appreciative. Yeah. Um, and I try to tell other people that I appreciate them. Okay. I'm going to use my second question, my next question, Tom, 
right now because it goes into this. Okay. Okay. So what is your biggest piece of advice based off your life lessons? Okay. Um, what's interesting. Um, it's kind of the same thing. Be appreciative of what you got. Yeah. I mean, and also the thing is like, try to make yourself happy before you try to make other people happy. Yeah. Because if you can't do that, it's like... You're depending on other people. You're depending on other people, and I just don't think that's right. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has their own responsibilities, and if you try to go out and have a, like, a relationship with someone or, mm-hmm. you know, do anything without being truly happy yourself, yeah. it's kind of like uh, just kind of giving them an extra responsibility, and I don't think it's really fair. Yeah, it it's, your, it's your own feelings and emotions, so mm-hmm. how to figure out how to be happy that way. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Rather than making other people. So. That's a good answer as well. Yeah, make yourself yeah. happy before others. Kind of, hmm, kind of be selfish, but. That's not really selfish, because selfish is like you're doing something over the benefit of you. Then, uh, okay, well, when I yeah. say like that, it's, it's, it's kind of selfish, but like it's not. It's in a good way, though, because it's good intentions. Yeah. Because it's for the benefit of the people around you. Yeah. Sure. So it's kind of selfish and selfless, you know. Okay. Double meaning right there. Right. All right. All right. Here we go. Okay. I already kind of asked you this question, but not really. Okay. Who was more impactful towards the sport world? Michael Jordan or Muhammad Ali? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like when it comes down to, like, tenacity and probably more of an icon, definitely Muhammad Ali. Because mm-hmm. he's, like, a figure for boxing, just yeah. fighting in general. Just fighting. Everybody's, like, like you, you can even talk to, like, probably, like, maybe a Muay Thai fighter, and they're like, dude, Muhammad it's, Ali's the best. Yeah, because you know? he reaches, like, for, like, more sport branches than Michael Jordan does. Yeah. In the aspect of, like, a cool success story, Michael Jordan, because he got cut from his high school varsity team because he wasn't good. And then all of a sudden he's in the NBA. Yeah, but I, I watched the documentary. I don't know if it's one hundred percent true or not. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was Scotty or Michael, mm-hmm. but like he was like five ten, and then over summer he grew like yeah. to be super super tall, yeah. and that really helped him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think final answer I'll go with Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I agree. Because he reaches more. About I think yeah, I think he reaches more around the world than Michael Jordan. Plus, there's more posters and T-shirts of Muhammad Ali. I think in the United States, it's Michael Jordan, but worldwide, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. All right. UFC question here. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Let's get into UFC. Yeah. <laughs> Who wins in Nganu versus Jones? Oh my gosh. Well. See, I like both of them. I feel like I like Nganu a little bit more than Jones. Mm-hmm. He seems he seems more like a genuine person. Like I feel like John Jones is really showy mm-hmm. because he's in the sport, but also because he's like I don't know how to word it. He's he's more commercialized, I mm-hmm. think, than Nganu because Nganu is pretty like a sincere fighter. Like he's serious and. There's all the memes of Dana White wearing the thing for Nganu. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Okay. They might get blocked if that's a school Chromebook, but... I don't think so. Let the podcast show that um, Jamie, our techie, is looking up the Dana White Nganu thing. 
Um, Jamie is looking it up specifically as Dana White and Donnie thing. Mm, okay. Can you show up? Probably because I wasn't specific enough. Jamie wasn't specific enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's not here. Wait, let me see. What is it? It's of him wearing, like, that African dress-up stuff. Like, oh! That thing! That thing! Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, Nganu and Dana White are really close. And Nganu is an absolute beast. And he comes from a very poor country. Anyways, his success here. Mm -hmm. So, I'm gonna go for Nganu. There we go. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know really who I like, who I'd want to win or think would win more. I think because I think it's a pretty good matchup. Though. I honestly think Ngannou's doing what he did last time. Like, you know how he's knocking out everybody, and then he fought Stipe. Yeah. And then he was like, "Oh, I don't like training. You know, I'll just knock him out." And then he got it whooped. Yeah. I don't know if he's doing it, but I just seen his Instagram, and it just seems like he's like. Hanging around people that I've are like abusing that. his publicity, that. you know, yeah. and I'm like, man, you gotta. It's starting to get more commercialized as well, but yeah. at this point in time, I still feel like John Jones is a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. John Jones hasn't been like seen by the public forever, dude. That's another. I haven't thing. seen like any interviews with him or anything. And that's a pretty good sign that he's like doing good. It's either he's doing good or he's just like, man, I'm just. He's either doing really good or doing. Really there's only one way to know, and that's a fight. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta see the fight. We gotta see the fight. Yeah, so I think it'll be, I, I think it'll be Nagano versus Gone. Yeah. And whoever wins that will fight Jones. Hopefully, yeah, if Jones comes back, really hope he does. Yeah. And I mean, Jones is definitely the greatest of all time if he comes back and then just like you know pieces up Nagano or Gone, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he pieced up Stipe, I think it'd be I impressive. I think that's one of my biggest fears about the Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz fight. Is that Robbie Lawler's last what three four in a row three or four fights in a row? And if he loses another one, he's probably out of the UFC because mm -hmm. people don't want to see that. And I don't want that because I love him very much. But yeah, because let's see, he lost again. If you're hearing this, please go to prom with me or something. Yeah. That'd be nice. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to message him. Message him. It might respond. Like probably. Yeah. Hey, uh, my friend uh, Bailey. Uh, she needs a prom date. You mind if you go with her? I think it would really make her day, and she's been she's been needing it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know. I think he lost against... So his last win was against Donald and Cal yeah. Which was impressive. Oh, man. Because Cerrone was on a roll. Cerrone was on a roll back then, yeah. too. Well, I, I feel like he's still, he's still good, but his prime was... Yeah. Then... Yeah, so I think, I think and then he lost against, who else? Yeah, I know he lost against Gilbert Burns, yeah. Rafael Dos Santos. Yeah. Um, didn't he fight McGregor? No. That was a what? No. No, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Robbie Lawler did not fight. No, not Robbie Lawler. I'm talking about Cerrone. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I know. I thought you were talking about the losses of Trudy. of Lawler. I was like, no way Lawler fought McGregor. Okay, no. That is never going to happen. Yeah. That would end badly. For Lawler. Yeah. I don't know, though. I, do. I, don't, know, I don't know if Connor's that good, though. Connor, 
I don't really I know. Enjoy commercialized as well. Okay. He lost against Rafael. Mm-hmm. Then he lost against Ben Askren, which uh, we, don't. we don't really talk about that one. You don't lose against Ben, <laughs> the disc golfer. Um, then he lost against Colby, which is like kind of okay. However, okay, I will say that Ben Askren fight, he did not tap. And he got up and he told, or was it, it was not, it wasn't a tap. The ref thought that it yeah, was. Yeah, he was out. Well, his arm went limp. No, that's not, because he's trying to relax to ease out of it a little. Yeah, but I don't know. But he told him, give me a thumbs up, and he never did. Probably couldn't hear him. Probably not, but still. That's not fair. But if your arm gets touched, you know, you're supposed to show that you're, like, alive. You know, if they, like, wiggle it. I probably wasn't sure that that was the ref doing it. True. It was in a pretty weird angle, so. Yeah. But, no, there's, if they did a... If they did a rematch, Robbie Lawler would have destroyed Askren because Askren was never that good. Mm-hmm. And then he lost against Neil Magny. Yeah. Which is uh, that's a bad loss. Mm-hmm. It wasn't bad, but like I don't I don't remember the fight too well. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was just like kind of a boring fight, I think. Yeah. But it's okay. Next week, two weeks. What is it? It's September twenty fifth, I think. Yeah. So two weeks. Yeah. Probably all I versus Nick Diaz. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to think of that fight. I know that I'm rooting for Lawler, but. Did you watch that video I sent you? I think, yeah, I did. The second clip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he had that much of a personality. Very surprising. I yeah. guess he's okay. But I yeah. still Robbie Lawler all day. I'm going to have a shirt. Another yeah. reason why, Robbie Lawler, if you're listening. Should and guess know. who's met Robbie Lawler? I don't want to hear guy, that. Me. I don't want to hear it. So Robbie Lawler, if you're hearing this, you met I me, met and uh, that's why I should go to Prom Bailey. Exactly. Thank you. All right. <laughs> so my next question is: Who was the first UFC fighter that left an impression on you? Cody Garbrandt. I mean, first dude I met. It's a good answer. And. Uh, I mean, I cr- he's the only fighter I cried in front of when I met oh. him. I was like, wait, hold on. Are we enacting this? Are we getting pictures out? I don't know which one it is in, but uh, it's somewhere in here. Oh, man. Oh, oh there's a nice little wrestling picture of me. <laughs> okay, I don't think it's in this one. Well, let the record reflect that Luke has somewhere a picture of him and Cody Garbrandt. I can, okay, yeah. Oh, well. I'll, sh- I'll show you later. But, yes, I do have a picture of him and me crying and him signing the gloves cool. and giving them to me. And I can't remember what he said to me, but he was like, if you always, like, whenever you fall down, mm-hmm. like, I always get back up or something like that. Something and, uh, cool. Something cool. Yeah. Um, and that, that meant a lot. And we had, like, a full conversation. Mm-hmm. Even though I was, like, a full fan about it. Like, I went into his gym and it was like, just like, are you there inside of the Kamebo? As, like, a little kid. There you go. And then he would talk to me. That's cool. And then I cried. And it was, like, two weeks after he knocked out Thomas Almeida. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, so... That's a good answer. That was probably the most of the time because it was my first one. Yeah. And then, uh, maybe second was uh, having like a very long conversation with Joseph Benavides. 
Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Just yeah, it was weird though, because like we were at like uh, UFC Fight Week mm-hmm. in like maybe 2017, 2018. Yeah. And nobody went into his booth, and I was like, well, because I just talked to him. Yeah. I don't think anybody knew like it was him. Yeah. I feel t- like he's really like. No one cares that much. Yeah. He's Regina Levy's husband, that's about it. I feel like that's how they know them. Yeah. Oh, that's Megan Levy's husband. How did he score Megan Levy? Honestly, oh my gosh, he's short. He's, like, barely taller than her. I'm tall. I'm taller than him. Yeah. She's five foot. Really? He must be short. I thought she was, like, five seven. So did I. She's five foot. Dang. She has to stand on a stool to interview fighters sometimes. Like, the bigger fighters. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Okay. Yeah, that's probably the most impactful yeah. fighter. All right. <laughs> what made you choose soccer as your sport? My sport. Okay, so I got signed up for Little League as every child does against their will because you don't have a whenever you're five years old mm-hmm. so I was playing soccer and I was really good and I was like scoring everything and then when I turned six I was like you know what I'm retiring from the scoring life I'm gonna be the goalie the one who gets seasonal depression from soccer and that's like okay because one thing is like when I was younger I was like I'm gonna be the president I don't care I'm running in 2040 and that's how people know me and even at school today they're like I'm voting for you Thank you. So my dad's like, if you're going to be president, you need to play goalie because it's good preparation for life. He is right, because being a goalie really hurts your soul on a lot of levels. Really? Yeah. When I was a goalie? I don't want to hear about when you were a goalie. (laughs) Okay, fine. All right. Nope. Don't talk to me, though. (laughs) Um, No. So when I was a goalie, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. I loved being a goalie. That's the that's the thing is I love being a goalie because it's like you you do stuff nobody else does and like you're also like you get more attention but at the same time you get more attention when things go wrong. And yeah, it's like your fault. You you let them score. Yeah, literally, like if you win, you're the last person who gets the glory, but if you lose, you're the first person they blame. It's like, yeah, yeah. But. Um, oh yeah, but I stuck with soccer because it just, I was really good when I was little, like naturally so good. And mm-hmm. then I think it was when I turned about 14, I think I peaked when I was 13, 14. <laughs> going down. Yeah, but I, I want to go to college for soccer because I feel like that'd be like really cool to tell people like I'm a college athlete, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't think, I, I don't know if that's going to happen. This college I'm going to is D2, and I want to shoot for D3 or NAIA because those are easier to get into. But if I do make a D2 team, that's also a big flex. Yeah. But have... it's a good sport, and I like it. And I know a lot about it. Did you already, like, have, like, you said you were going to all those colleges and playing soccer? Yeah. Um, did you go to Embry Riddle at all? Nope. Nope. That was just, it was in the back of my mind for like two years, and then this year I decided it was between Embry Riddle or University of Dubuque. And that I got accepted there, and I was like, I'm going there for sure. I'm mm-hmm. gonna make the team because they're D three. It's gonna happen. But then I got accepted to Embry Riddle, which I actually didn't think was gonna happen. And so now I'm just taking a leap of faith and going to Daytona next year. So it's gonna be fun, kind of scary, but try out for the team. If I don't make it, 
Let's see if there's a JV team. If I don't make that JV team, I might as well just, you know, die. <laughs> might as well die. I might as well die. Yeah. Okay. So next question. How did you... What was your UFC beginning? Like, where did it all start for you? How did you get into it? Where did it all start? So I guess wrestling kind of started it. Yeah. My parents were like, hey, you want to do wrestling? And I thought it was like WWE. So my very, very first match, I punched a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't imagine that happening. <laughs> and then they were like, dude, you can't punch him. I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, as a little kid, you just like... You don't listen. You, you, no, like you try to... Like, I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, I tried to just grab... Like, I don't know any moves. So I was yeah. just like... <laughs> yeah. And I remember I got, like, bodied. Like, I always, like, never placed for the longest time. Yeah. And still, I never placed for but, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> then, Gosh, um, we were in Denver and we were, my dad's like best friend is in Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt oh, nice. and he was host- hosting, uh, Burrell versus Dillashaw 2 Ooh. or no one, yeah. one or two. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about the UFC. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then like, I went and like, just like watched it, but like fell asleep on the couch and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then, um. Let's see. Then, like, wrestling more. I can't really remember. I'm trying to figure out what, like, my first fight was that I was, like, oh, my God. And just, like, fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. I think they just, like, invited us over. Or, like, my our, like my parents' friends. Yeah. I think they just invited us over to their house to watch UFC. And then I was, like, what is this? And then I was, like, oh, my God. And then I think that was, like, one of the very last ones with... Uh, um, like without the Reebok stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I think I watched that one and I was like, okay, that's rad. And then after that, we just like kept on going to those. Mm-hmm. And then, um, my dad surprised me and was like, hey, yo, bro, you want to go to UFC 202? Because they draw, they, because we were going to go to, uh, like, just into Grand Junction to visit my uh, granddad. Mm-hmm. And uh, they like, I woke up, I took a nap, and I woke up, and then we were at uh, the airport, and I was like, I was like, what in the heck? Hello? And I was like, huh? And then they were like, oh, we're dropping you off to uh, military school. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? what the? I was so scared. And then they like showed me the tickets, and I like freaked out. And then I was like, let's go. That's so cool. Cause and then that happened. That was when I think I, like, truly, truly fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And seeing McGregor fight and Cody fight. And uh, it's good old fights. Mm-hmm. And Ghana versus Derek Lewis, which was a really terrible fight. But uh, yeah. those were, uh, that's when I really fell in love. And I was like, awesome. That's cool. And then ever since then, we've gone to a UFC fight. Um, but not this year. So. So. Yep, that is. But next year. Next year for sure. Be yeah. I better be. Better be. I better be. All you have to do is be like, hey, uh, I'm going to Vegas, and then come with us. Okay, sounds good. Um. So yeah. Yes. That's like when I really. How do you? What do you? So okay, so it's kind of like how you were in wrestling, mm-hmm. just natural thing. I was in kung fu, mm-hmm. just like soccer. My dad was like, "You're gonna do it because mm-hmm. you're gonna stay busy." And I was like, "Okay, I'm fine. I don't know what's going on." 
So then I was in Kung Fu, and I didn't really take it very serious until about, like, four years ago. And then I was like, you know what? I like fighting people. It's really fun. <laughs> so I'm a black belt in Kung Fu now because I'm awesome. And so being in Kung Fu, like, my dad and I, he was always into UFC. And mm -hmm. so I guess it was always with us when I was little. And so then we hosted our very first fight night. And I don't remember what fight night, what fight it was, but we had a lot of people over. It was really cool. And so my dad's like, come watch it instead of go play with the other kids. Because kids are lame. UFC is cool. And I was like, all right, fair enough. So I sat and I was watching with them. And the way that I was doing Kung Fu, like, we did everything. We did wrestling. We did, like, boxing, kickboxing, everything. Mm -hmm. So then when I was watching UFC, I was like, oh, my gosh, I do that stuff. I know everything that they're doing. And I can name it, like, rear naked choke, like, spinning back kick, fling from snap, whatever. Mm -hmm. I know what it's all called. And so I was just, like, getting really into it because I felt like I knew more than anybody else. But mm -hmm. I didn't because I'm how old. And so that was really cool for me. And then we just kept hosting fight nights. And it wasn't until... <sighs> UFC went into ESPN Plus, and then we stopped watching them because we had no access to it. And now we exploit my old boss who has ESPN Plus. And sometimes we have to be like, "Are you excited for the fight this weekend?" And then she'll be like, "Oh yeah, are you guys coming over?" That's how we, that's how we get into it because sometimes she forgets, and we don't like inviting ourselves, so we have to kiss up to watch the fights. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Pretty nice. Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna reveal how I watch my fights, but. Uh... No, that's. Your own way. Yes, yeah, my own way. I just watch the fights. You know, I, just, I just go to them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Another kind of personal question. Perfect. Wisest piece of advice you've ever heard, and where did it come from? Okay, so my dad, the wisest man I know, because he's really street smart. Because mm -hmm. he's like... He throws dust in people's eyes. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. He has so many cool, like, tactics. But, so he was telling me one time, he's like, the way to tell if somebody has good intentions or bad intentions is dependent on how often they insist on trying to help you. Like, if you think about it, that's really good advice. Because, like, if I'm stranded on the side of the road, some farmer comes up, he's like, do you need help? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll just be like, all right, see you later. And then drives off. Mm -hmm. But if some other person comes up and they're like, do you need help? I'm like, no, I'm good. They're like, no, let me help you. And it's like, no, it's mm -hmm. okay. And they're like, no, let me drive you to station. Like, bad intentions because they're trying way too hard. Yeah. So that was a, that's something that sticks with me like all the time. Like literally, anytime somebody's like, I need good advice. Like that's my good advice. So do you like it how I don't really care? I'm like, I need to. That's how you know you're a good person. But it's I'm like, like not really okay. a good person, bad person. It's like intentions. Yeah. And sometimes good people do try really hard, but they try too hard, and mm -hmm. it comes off wrong. It comes off wrong. But either way, like, it's better to stay safe, and that's a good way to mm -hmm. stay safe. For real. Yeah. So, my wise father gave me that piece of advice. Interesting. Yeah. Is it pretty cool? Uh, yeah, that's that's actually really good advice. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, okay. It's like, you don't think about that. Especially as, like, a girl, you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. I feel like nobody's going to be like, hey, let me help you, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, one time I went to Napa, like, a few months ago, and I had to get windshield wipers mm -hmm. and and car wash stuff, because mm -hmm. I was going to wash my car and make it look real nice. 
And so I got the windshield wipers and everything. The guy's like, do you need help installing those? And I was like, no, I'm good. And he's like, okay, do you need help with like washing the car? And I was like, no, I'm good. Thank you. He's like, okay, but you know how to install window wipers, windshield wipers, right? And I was like, yes, I do. And I just like installed them in the parking lot. Like, what the heck? Like, of course I know how to install windshield wipers. It's easy. But it's that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. I I mean, it's kind of also their job to be like, let me help you. Yeah, like, but it's also like, I feel like if a guy goes in and is like, I'm going to get windshield wipers, it's like, all right, what do you think? But I'm also blonde, so that doesn't help. Some people think that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just like, huh? No, just anything. Just oh, yeah. Blonde, so, yeah. yeah. You're blonde. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I do yeah, notice you are blonde. blonde. Yeah. yeah. No. Sure. It's funny. I went and go to the other day, and I just was like trying to set him up, and I was like, oh, man, I don't understand. The first time, so actually, lucky for me, the first time I was trying to fix my windshield wipers, um, the driver's side, the rubber broke, so it was like, flapping mm-hmm. but not with the thing it was just random so then i was like okay i'll just switch these two because this one works out and doesn't and it took me like 30 minutes to figure it out so to be honest if i didn't know how to do it then i guy would have been right but thankfully i already figured out myself so yeah i just i just had to do i was just like hey uh can you fix this and he was just like oh yeah for sure man yeah and i gave him like 50 cents because it's all I had in my pocket. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have any cash, so I was like, well. Well, nice guy. Here you go. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Um, my next question. Who are your... Okay. Actually, I'll skip that one and go to a better question. Okay. Which is actually my last question, but I can probably come up with something. So, okay. what is your favorite style of fighter? Like, boxers... Kung Fu, wrestling, Um, okay, my favorite type of fighters is, um, a good combination of a really good jiu-jitsu dude and a really good karate guy. Yeah, those are so cool. Those are perfect because they, like, they're, like, stand-up is so flawless and they just, like, they, they just kick you in the head and then you, so then you go to sleep and I'm, like, they, they put their hands down, they're, like, come on, bro, yeah. and they don't get hit. I'm, like, dude, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But also... Some people are like, dude, what if I just take you to the ground? And then they, like, yeah, jump into a triangle. I'm good at ground game, to be honest. Yeah? I'm really good at it. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Sure, Don't dude. use that against me. Oh, I forgot to get, go get Leroy. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, I like, like, jujitsu fighters are really cool to watch. Because... It's so flawless, and it's just exactly. like it's just like they just like they do parkour too. Yeah, they just like, like crazy. And they just trying to be, and you're like. But at the same time, like just UFC fighters that have just grown up like with a tough life, street fighters, like the mm-hmm. West Contender Series. Those fighters People are also like just out. really tough. And it's like yeah. those are cool to watch because yeah. they don't have as much experience. Yeah, it's not like they went to like a private gym their whole life. Mm-hmm. It's like they grew up with what they had. And they just not try to knock your head off. Exactly. Yeah, I'd say my favorite kind of style is just like um, karate and yeah. um, jujitsu. Yeah, for sure. That for sure. or, but I think the best like style, like actual like like fighters yeah. are Muay Thai. Yeah. Uh, jujitsu guys or Muay Thai wrestlers. Mm-hmm. I've done jujitsu for wrestlers, like five years. Wrestlers are cool to watch, but it's like. It's hard, though, because you have to match them up with another ground fighter. 
Because you max, match them up with like a boxer, they're not going to last the standing up. If they're able to get them down, then they'll win. What are you talking about? Yeah, if they're just a pure wrestler. Well, no, but if they, but, like, like... if they specialize in wrestling, they'll definitely win easier by like a ground submission. Well, yeah, look at Ben Askren. He sucks. And ben he takes you He takes you down and he wins. But he's still not that good for grounding. Yeah, I guess. That's a bad example. <laughs> well, I don't know, you know? Yeah. I, Damian Maia would be better. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he just takes you down and chokes you. Right, yeah. And that's his only strategy. Mm-hmm. Well. I wonder who would win, Khabib or Damian Maia? In a, in a grappling match. Grappling match, that's a good question. I feel like, honestly, I feel like Damien Maya. Uh, I think Khabib would, bro. Dude, the way Khabib just ball. ties you up and then you're just like, dude, I can't move. That's true. Like, that's true. Plus, it's like, huge. this is not that helpful in his case, but having been trained by, like, his family, like his dad, that's, that's cooler than yeah. like, having some random yeah. people helping you fight. Yeah, that is, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I don't know, wrestlers are great, though. Wrestlers are cool to watch. Like, look at, look at Kamaro and, like, Colby, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they just maul you, dude. They do. Colby Cummings is so good. I like Colby. I don't like Colby, he's a little asshole. So is Congressman. Big time. It's so rude. But Kamaro's cooler, so. Okay. He's, uh, he's, yeah, <laughs> he's cooler, man. All right. Eighth question. Who is your goat of MMA? My goat of MMA. Like, just anybody? There's anybody that you, who, is, who do you think is the best? Okay, so, I, Matt Schnell is not very popular in UFC, and he's also in a lower weight class and lower ranking, but... Mm. The way that he fights, like, he's just so robotic. It's literally the most flawless. His form is just the most perfect and flawless thing I've ever seen. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Schnell is the yeah. goal of MMA? Yeah, only because, like, it's so perfect. The, the greatest of all time. I know. Is, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, a super unpopular opinion, not a very good answer. But, like, the way that he moves is so perfect because it's, like, he doesn't really, you know, go like that. He's always like, I don't know, robotic. I don't know. It's so cool. <laughs> All right. I'll have to watch some Matt Schnell highlights and see. Matt Schnell is so pretty. If you watch it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. What did he rank? I don't know. Not, not, not high. I don't, I don't know if he's even ranked. He, I think he's ranked for his weight class. I don't think. But I could be wrong. He's probably not. He's flyweight. So he's smaller. He's fighting soon. Ninth. He's ranked ninth. Uh-huh. At least he's ranked. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, he's ranked ninth though, and you're gonna say he's the ghost. <laughs> no, it's. I just I think that his his fighting style is really perfect. Like if you put his fighting style on somebody bigger like Kamara Usman or something like that, I'd be like absolute god right there. But. Since it's national, I have so much. I did. But Francis and God is also amazing. Actually, 
Yeah, I'm going to stick with that because I really don't like Israel Adesanya. If I liked him, I'd be like, yeah, he's good. But since I cannot stand him, I will not be saying he is my answer. But ranked number ninth, Matt Schnell is my answer. Hey, folks. We ran out of time while filming this podcast on our software that we were using. So what we're going to do is we are going to... Finish off those last three questions on the next episode of the podcast. So make sure you guys are tuning in to that. Thank you.